Welcome back to Shadows in the Limelight. We have another show with four great guests. Back-to-back shows with four people in music. This week, we are joined by the Atomic Kings for their first interview to discuss their new album. Former Badlands bassist Greg Chason got together with some familiar band members and got a new lead singer to prep for the release of their debut album through Tone House Records. We catch up with Greg, Ryan, Jimmy, and Ken to get all the details on this upcoming album. Check out some of the videos in the show notes for their recent hometown show opening up for Ace Freely in Tempe, Arizona. If the Phoenix area is home to you too, I'd like to talk to you about the sponsor for this show. The sponsor for this show is the American Patriots Extreme Outdoor Club. Do you want to enjoy nature but don't have the equipment? The Apex Club is here to be your all-inclusive camp outfitters. Check out their information in the show notes. No tent, no ATV, no problems. Let's get to the interview with the guys from the Atomic Kings. All right, I've got all four members of the Atomic Kings. Gentlemen, how's it going? Great. Awesome. Lovely. All right. You guys are, uh, are you guys rehearsing tonight or what's going on? No, we're chatting with you. Yep. Special uh, night just with you. All right. You Probably guys are dinner, but uh, whatever. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> All right. You guys recently got back from Vegas. What happens when the Atomic Kings go to Vegas? Sorry, but that uh, arrest warrants are issued. <laughs> we're not what, allowed to talk. Yeah, about what, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> we're, we're really sorry, but uh, <laughs> we we went there to record the debut Atomic Kings record. Yeah, and how far? Like, how long were you guys there for? We went up uh, and started tracking Monday. On Monday. Uh, worked until, I don't know, early evening, Monday, went back in Tuesday morning and got all of the drums and bass done in those two days. By seven o'clock. Yeah. And then I went up uh, just this past weekend, um, did all the guitars on Saturday and Sunday. So guitars, bass, drums is is all completed. And now it's uh, up to this guy, Ken, to... uh, well, to really take it to the next level. Actually, <laughs> this brings up an interesting point because we like the basic track so much that we've decided to go instrumental on this <laughs> instrumental album. Yeah, I'm, I'm only here for the interview. The atomic, right? The You're issue. just here for the pretty face. Just, you don't need I'm anything else. This gave us a chance to let him know that he wasn't going to be on the record without the uh, you know chance of violence. <laughs> you don't want to have that on record. <laughs> so how long have you guys been together? Oh, uh, Ryan and Ken were married. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's about uh, two, six months, maybe? It's yeah. been longer than that? It's probably been longer than that. We're coming up on two years now. Yeah. Well, with Ken. Ken. With Ken yeah. with, with us Ken. is actually probably, is it too, that long? I, I think it's about a year and six months. Oh, maybe yeah, it's a, a little, little, yeah, yeah, a little about a year and a half. You can't tell because of COVID. I'm just so screwed up with time. I don't know what day, what month it is. I've lost track of all the time. Uh, right. Ryan, Ryan and uh, Jimmy and I have been together about four years. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and how long has the writing been going on for, for the new album? Well, we started writing some stuff uh, midway through 2020. Um, and then really kicked it into high gear once we got Ken. Uh, continue to to write and develop all the ideas that we had come up with. So, so yeah, about a year and a half, about, about the same length of time as having Ken. 
And it, it, or do you guys all take a share of the writing or is there a primary songwriter? I don't want to break up the band in the interview, but I'm, you know. <laughs> what normally happens is Ryan and I, Ryan or I will bring in an idea and then everyone then jumps in on the process. So in the end, it ends up being written by all four of us, but probably the initial idea comes from Ryan or myself. And then we just take it from there. Although there is a track on the record that, pretty much starts with Jimmy and Ryan. So we don't really have any particular rules about how we do it. And as a matter of fact, at some point when this record's out and we start thinking about a second one, Ken is an excellent writer and has a lot of material and we'll probably, he'll get more involved in the musical part of that. I mean, he writes the melody lines and lyrics for the most part. Yeah, he's already writing the lyrics and melody. So music, musically, Ken can also contribute. Yeah. We're pretty much open to, we know what our direction is and we know, you know, we know who we are, especially now after this time and doing this record. And we know where we'll be headed as we move forward. And all of us are, in the, you know, pretty much on lockstep on that. Yeah. So Ken is much more than a pretty face. I mean, we'll, we'll just give him that. <laughs> God, I wow. really- Let me clean the lens of this a little bit. <laughs> Do we really want to go there? <laughs> nice. Well, you guys had a uh, pretty fun debut. It's uh, coming up on about three weeks ago, I guess, three or four weeks ago. You guys got a chance to open for uh, Ace Freely. Tell me how that came about. <laughs> oh, that's a good story. Um, that that came about... We had played in the parking lot here in the store, which was the first time we ever actually played in front of anyone. They shut off uh, the street up here on uh, for the street fair, and they shut basically shut down the business here, Bizarre Guitar. And so uh, I said, you know what? Let's just set up outside here and play till they make a stop, thinking that people would be you know, offended and horrified <laughs> by the volume. And, you know, people loved it. And we played for 45 minutes, played all of the material that's going to be on the record and then some. And the response was off the hook. Well, I had posted some on my Facebook page. And the guy that runs sound for Ace Fraley is a guy named Night Bob. And he was a legendary sound man, Ace Fraley. I mean, uh, Kiss, Ted Nugent, Aerosmith, New York Dolls, all that stuff in the 70s, all through to what he does now. And he saw the video of one of the songs and he said, man, this is really great. Uh, I said, the only thing that would be greater is if you were running sound for us. He goes, well, how would you like to open for Ace Fraley? He goes, I'm running sound for Ace. And I said, well, yes, we would. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how that came about. It's kind of the, the connection from, like I said, he ran sound for Badlands. Him and I are really good friends. And he kind of arranged for us to come in there um, we kind of got carte blanche while we were there. We got treated really good, and he's he's a great sound man. And they got to hear some really cool, interesting Night Bob stories. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's, he's got a ton character. He does. I, you know, I the legendary. And when I when I went to the venue for the show, I, I got a chance to sit down and talk with him for a little bit. And that guy can he can tell story after story after story. But pretty cool to say you've had Night Bob do your show this recently, but he's been doing stuff for Ace for a number of years with his solo stuff. But did you guys know uh, ahead of the show that, that Lita Ford was going to come in and play too? I, no, I, didn't. I, I didn't. We we didn't have any idea really. 
I, apparently she lives here and we didn't even know. That. I didn't even yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. I was, it was kind of a shock for me when she showed up and I thought, well, that's, I guess if somebody's going to give Ace Fairly a birthday cake, might as well be Lita Ford. She still looks great. At least from uh, my vantage point. Yeah. We all got <laughs> to sing happy birthday to Ace Fairly, which was cool. I mean, you don't get that opportunity to sing it right to him. So it's, it was a fun night. No. Yeah. Great. And you guys had an awesome set. How long was your set that night? 45 minutes, almost to the second. Yeah, and when you guys are kind of put, did you just, I mean, are you playing everything? Did you play everything that night that's on no. the new record? No. We, one or two songs were left off. I think, I think, I think two were, there two were excluded and there's an instrumental kind of acoustic track that, uh, uh, Ryan, uh, that Jimmy and Ryan are working on and that, would just be on the record so yeah. we wouldn't be playing that anyway but um i think we played seven 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 out of the nine out of the ten songs that will be on the record yeah. tell me a little bit like I, I guess you know how did the record deal come up with with tone house where's the connection there um went a little bit the same way wasn't it well what happened was yeah what what happened was there some people were talking about uh there was a post about something about record, the way records sound and, and the way that uh, record uh, labels screwed band o- bands over in years gone by, including the 90s and 80s. And I made a comment on this guy's comment, and we kind of got in this little verbal jousting match about what record companies are really like. And I said, well, look, dude, I, I made a bunch of records and been on labels. And he said, well, I own a record company. And I said, oh, yeah, which label is it? He said, Tone House. I said, who's on it? He said, Jeff Duncan and a couple. And I know I know Jeff Duncan. And I said, really? And I said, "Uh, have you heard of my band, Atomic Kings? And he said, yeah. And I said, are you possibly interested in, you know, because we were trying to find a guy to record us too. And I said, would you be interested in us? And he said, actually, Jeff Duncan and I, who's a partial owner of the label, we're actually talking about, just that about whether you guys would be interested in recording on tone house. So I discussed it with these guys. We did a video uh, conference call. The guy's name is Jason Constantine and he kind of pitched what it is they would do for us and what we could expect and also what we wanted for ourselves. And he was pretty much in he was right there with it the whole time. Wouldn't you guys say? He was? Yeah, he, he was. And he, he sent some, some stuff over and it was probably the first time we actually heard some of what we wanted to sound like we we'd gone to several studios and listened to some music from some other places and just weren't interested in the sound so it was probably the first time we we heard that we could possibly get the sound we were looking for from what he was doing plus he was willing to go go part way in as far as financing the record it's hard to find a record company that's going to, there's plenty that'll distribute your record, yeah. but to find someone that is willing to put some skin in the game, that's pretty rare these days, unless you're like a really big band. And uh, um, when he was offering that, that made sense to us because now he has just as much to lose as we do. So we know everyone's really involved as opposed to someone saying, yeah, I'll distribute your record and I'll make some money. We just had that on a previous band and, it didn't work very well for us. So with Jason, we trust him and 
Um, not only does he say all the right things, I'm pretty sure he means all the right things. Yeah, he's, yeah. And that's huge in, in any business. Obviously, you guys can trust him and, and get the record out. And if he's willing to put some skin in the game, like you said, that, that means he's behind it. Um, what does, you know, what does your like single release plan? What do, I mean, people are talking about all these marketing plans that they do. Do you guys go into things like that? Or do you already have your first few singles picked out that you're going to release online? Are you going to be on all social or not social platforms like Spotify, you know, Apple, iTunes, those kinds of things? Yeah, I think there's plans to, to release it digitally at some point. Um, there'll probably be some pre-order stuff going on. Uh, we'll probably do like a lyric video, um, stuff like that, that, you know, we haven't since we're, once the record gets closer to completion, that's when all those conversations will start happening in terms of like, what because we don't at this point know exactly which song because you never know when you're making a record you there's going to be a song that's just going to jump out and go that's the song that that is not only yeah. a really good song but it's also representative of the record uh to where it could be released as the first uh sort of taste uh for everybody to hear it so so that we're not even to that stage yet um that it's we're right around the corner as soon as ken gets in and starts singing and then we start hearing the initial mixes then, then we'll, we'll know that. And then we can kind of put together a, a plan starting at that point. So do you have a target release date for the folks that are listening? End of summer, end of August, beginning of September is kind of the loose, loose idea. It's going to come out on disc. So we'll put it out on disc and it, hopefully at some point we might even be able to get it out on vinyl, but that's kind of where, where we're thinking things have went along pretty quick. Um, if, Ken was available. He's got other stuff he's got to take care of. He could get, he could have went up this weekend and started recording the vocals tomorrow. So um, as soon as Ken gets up there in a week or so, whenever that is, all the tracks will be done and all that will be left is the mix. And we've heard a couple rough mixes and it's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> kick-ass. I have never seen a more compelling teaser in social media. I think the <laughs> snippet was about two seconds. I was all excited. I'm clicking. I'm like, that's it. I, I'm in this new dad delirium. I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm excited. And then I was just like, I mean, I was giving you guys the finger through the phone. Like, come on, <laughs> give us more we, than that. We didn't even know that that was what he was We didn't know he was doing that. Jason, so what, Jason is quite the... Uh, clown he's quite the clown he likes to have fun we were just as excited as you i'm like oh well, let's hear what it sounded like yeah he's gonna put yeah. he's gonna put a part on the on the internet without us hearing it first okay <laughs> oh. oh good one uh -huh. yeah. it was, it was I, I know it i mean i was like i mean you can see it i'm like on the edge of my seat i'm like did i do something <laughs> wrong what happened but uh no that i mean what we heard sounded awesome all <laughs> 1.5 seconds of it. Yeah. yeah, well, that's that's us in a nutshell. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple more things for, for you guys. In terms of like the long-term vision of this, I mean, with with a, somebody like Jason and Tone House behind you, would you guys want to take this out on the road? Or if you ever got the opportunity, would you do it? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys have all been around a while. I, is, have there been any talks of that? I mean... It's, it's, yeah, just, I mean, it's such a weird time right now. It is. Yeah. But there's certainly places, you know, in this area, we're in Phoenix, so we can obviously play here. We can go up to Vegas. We can head over to LA. We can hit San Diego and all that is totally doable for us and our schedules and stuff. Texas. And, and there'll be some fly-ins that we can do if, if the shows are, you know, kind of like more of a festival type of show and things sure. like that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, 
we're not in a position uh, unless this thing goes platinum to where we could. Uh, <laughs> we're hoping uh, it goes wood. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it goes aluminum. Get on a tour bus for for three or four months at a shot. We're just we're just not in a position to do that. But but getting out and performing live, I tell you what, we got a hell of a taste of it playing with Ace and. I think I can speak for everybody that it was a hell of a blast and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Do you guys have any live shows booked at all right now at this point? No, we're concentrating. We've we've been kind of tentatively pushing them back, waiting for, we decided we didn't want to do any shows till the release. We did, you know, the show with Ace. We've turned down some local shows. Yeah. um, For just with other bands that are original bands like us, but um, we decided that, we just want to, the next time we play out, we want to have the record to push. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sense. We coming off the A show where, you know, the response was absolutely electric. And I'll tell you what, I mean, it was, we played our opening song and all of a sudden the crowd kind of erupted. And I looked back at Jimmy and I went, Oh, <laughs> and then, then the next song, because I, I know what it's like to watch local bands open for national acts. And even though we consider ourselves to be a national act as well, we just happen to be based in Phoenix. I know what the response normally is. And after every song, the response was so electrifying. I was like, wow, I, I talked to a couple guys that I know that work at that have worked been working at the uh, marquee for a long time. And they said they have never heard a local band get that kind of response no one was in the bar everyone came out and watched and of course we didn't know that we we're on stage and to find out from these people that have been there for that long that there is that that is not the normal response that we were i mean we were so ready to go after that it's like yeah. you know it's nice when you know when you do it and you're going wow this really works <laughs> and that's kind of where we we're at i mean no one's ever heard the songs other than the parking lot and we didn't tell anyone about the parking lot yeah we other than immediate family no one was there yeah we did it yeah. was like our we beatles didn't, we didn't advertise it. yeah it was a beatles rooftop, <laughs> yeah, beatles so, rooftop. <laughs> so except it was bizarre guitar parking lot when's your documentary coming out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well i guarantee you, i know when we're playing in the bizarre guitar parking lot again when they have the street fair next year <laughs> the exact same time next be an year. event so it really kind of told us that we were on the right track. Um, I mean, we don't plan to make a whole bunch of money from this because who we does? Don't, I'm out of here then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any guitar players contact Greg. <laughs> um, but um, it just, but the music means so much to us. And one of the reasons we decided to go forward with it is because we thought the music was worth being heard absolutely and also yeah. um ken you know being all of us are well known locally some of us are more infamous than others me but um this really kind of validates the local favorite around these parts. yeah for everyone with a gun um you know we've all been doing this a long time and for us to be able to pull this off originally kind of validates what it is we do, who we are, who we are as players, as writers. And that means a lot to us because like I said, in the end of the day, if you do music for the money, you're probably going to be disappointed. We, yeah, we, do, yeah. we do music because we love it and we think we have something to say. Yeah. 
Well, you guys definitely have something special. The response you got at the marquee was awesome for not even just an opening act, any act. And you guys sounded great. Night Bob had you guys dialed in that night. And I'll, I'll post some, some links to the video so that way people can uh, click in the show notes and, and go check it out. But for those that haven't heard you, haven't clicked, what influences musically do we hear in, in the new record, do you guys think? Wow. Oh, okay. Every, 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 rock band, every rock band from the 70s that everyone liked and some you never heard of. Yeah. yeah. We got some pretty obscure stuff uh, that we're into, um, you know, like Trapeze comes to mind. Alex Harvey. Harvey. Alex Harvey. Cap- Captain, Captain Beyond. Beyond. Uh, and, you know, we're big fans of like uh, sort of like 70s um, metal like Scorpions and Judas Priest in the 70s, you know. Uh, that kind of stuff kind of filters its way in like Michael Shanker and UFO type of things happen as well. And, um, we're just, and Ken's, uh, his influences, I'm sure he can tell you, but I mean, he's a bet middler. I mean, what do you, I mean, Ken, Redolin. yeah. So what are you into Ken? I musically, please. I am probably, you know, I, I was, I was always a little bit of a loner in, in, high school you know everybody was kind of into the hair metal and and so i was always kind of behind so i was probably listening to free and and trower and zeppelin and really the end thing when i was in high school was was journey and poison and motley crew and that type of thing we don't so sound like that We're not i know i i really didn't actually listen to this stuff whatsoever so for me, you know, I've, I've known Greg for a long time, and Jimmy and I go back 30 years. I've been aware of Ryan for a very long time. It was nice for me to get together with guys that really, we'd all been there, done that, and, and we all kind of wanted to write what we wanted to write. And, you know, for us, we would do what we were doing if, if we never did an album or it never went anywhere. For, for me, it's just enjoyable to, to write with some really talented guys that are like-minded with, with the same style and, you know, you don't you don't really ever know what people are going to think. You know, we know what we think of it. And going back to the A show, that was that was another treat for us. Is you're putting yourself in front of a legend. Um, some of those guys are going to be diehard, no matter how good an opening band is going to be. You're really throwing yourself to the fire. So we we went in there really not knowing what was going to happen. You know, nobody had ever heard this. We've been very tight lipped about any of it. We've been very cautious about letting any of it get out at all. And so for us, it, you know, it took the first couple songs to see, you know, exactly how people were going to react. So that, that was kind of a treat and it kind of validated that what we like and what we enjoy about playing with each other is, is still out there, that, that this music still strikes a chord. Absolutely. And yeah. so that, that was a big treat for us at the show too. We kind of musically, when we're writing, we actually finish each other's sentence, sentences musically. It's like if I have an idea, I don't even have to really discuss it with these guys. They'll know exactly where I'm going and vice versa. If Brian has one or Jimmy, it's, we all, it, it's like it just kind of writes itself. And that doesn't happen every day. And, uh, you know, for that, for that kind of situation, I mean, musically, we don't ever have an argument. We don't like each other personally at all, <laughs> but musically, there's never really much of a discussion on no. where things are going. And, and uh, my influences are because I grew up in that generation or so 70s and the way that I approach things that even from a bass player perspective or that way. And it, there's never a discussion about 
whether it's that song's too long or do we do too many of those parts, it all just kind of fits together perfectly and turns into an Atomic King song. So it, it's, a, it's a pretty great, I, I told these guys when we did the show, I said, I've been in two great bands in my life and this is one of them. Well, I will say one of the things that's nicest to hear is that that Ryan can get a sentence out based on the content we see created online. Ryan gets about three words before Greg says something insulting at him. Yeah. And, uh, but we know who's controlling the the camera at that point. So I'm glad to see that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, you're talking, talking about, about you, you're talking about the YouTube videos. On yes. The, on yeah. the store videos. Yeah. yeah. Bizarre guitar on YouTube. Yeah. So I'm demoing <laughs> stuff in, uh, I got the peanut gallery running the camera. <laughs> so, right? There's just not a comment that you can even say. I'm just like, man, Greg, you're just eating him up as, you know, Ryan's just it's shredding away. It's a gift. <laughs> yeah. You forget, you know, it's absolutely. funny because that's how we are. I mean, we're very serious about what we do. Make no mistake about it. But that kind of sense of humor and levity goes on nonstop All the rehearsal. Time. and when we're when we went to vegas when we're recording when we're rehearsing at the sound check that's just how we kind of it takes a lot of pressure off because we don't take ourselves too seriously we do what we do we're proud of what we do we're good at what we do but we also understand you know what the shelf life of something like that is so we just have a good time you know again if you're if you're not going to have a good time doing this, then what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, whatever you're doing, it's working well. You guys have a great response. Um, I'm really excited for the record. Again, in the show notes, we're going to put links to what we have so far. There'll be a link to Tone House Records. We'll be anxious about the final release date and what you guys have, because you guys do have something special. Thanks for Thank taking you. the time tonight to Thank talk you. about what you guys have going on. I, I appreciate it. And you're keep on rocking, gentlemen. You're the first Absolutely. guy. You're the first guy that we've talked to just about the recording and the show. So your interview number, your ground zero. I am ground. I wanted to be there. I appreciate you guys dealing with a little bit of my rescheduling as I had the little one, but uh, I'm happy to be number one. And I will. Uh, I'll wear the Atomic Kings flag because you guys rock. I appreciate it. Thanks to Greg, Ryan, Jimmy, and Ken for hanging out and talking about what we can expect from that upcoming album. If you were lucky enough to be at their first, well, technically second live show, you were in for a real treat as these guys just flat out rock. The response that they received from the audience was incredible and they really deserve it. These guys are awesome. I thought it was also very cool that the legendary Night Bob was the connection to getting that birthday gig for Ace Frehley and Tempe. Couldn't be more excited for the release this fall. Stay tuned to the Shadows and Limelight Facebook page for updates on this album, as well as follow these guys on any social media platform. The Atomic Kings are very active on social media. These guys are just an absolute pleasure to be around. They definitely take their good time with them. And friends, I encourage you to do the same. We will see you next time with another great guest.